0: This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three. And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 permanent champion. 93.7 a ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bacoban.
1: I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet
0: GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Strick and Bach. <laughs>
2: That's one of my favorite times of the show is. The WWE, (laughs) you suck, (laughs) but we don't suck on the block. We are cracking on the block right now. Great segment going on. AAU basketball. Is there a system error or is it parents gone wild? We took that from obviously the uh, you know what we all knew. When when, when was that? When was that popping? Girls gone wild. (laughs) <laughs> that was like, what, 2010s, maybe? Maybe.
1: May 90s, 2000s, yeah. VHS oh, yeah, tapes, whatever. what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: VHS time. Yeah, but uh, we have Greg Hepburn joining us on the block, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket.fm.com. And uh, uh, G-Hep, man, we really thank you for uh, joining us in this particular segment. I think that we heard a lot. We got a lot of information uh, from one who is not only coached, but is also... Uh, brought his sons through the system and and has watched its progression uh, from the early parts of the full inception of it. I mean, there's there's been AAU touches. You know, we even we played in forms of it, but it wasn't to the, the to to the the magnitude that it is now. And so right. uh, so, Greg, um, we we really thank you for taking your time. I have maybe one more question, but I want to make sure Bach if he's eluded all his questions. Uh, We'll just hold you for another 10 minutes, man, and then we'll let you go about the rest of your day.
0: Sounds good.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was just uh, wondering, you know, because you hear about AU basketball, too, and from the outside what you hear is that, you know, these guys aren't able to be coached very well just because there's not practice time and all that. So it's uh, more of an open court feeling. But as somebody that's kind of coached in there, uh, how how prepared do you think that this is as a team um, when you kind of get into that action um, as opposed to just kind of a high school team that does have those extra practices?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. And so I coach high school and I coach AAU. Okay. So I see the uh, best of both worlds. And I, I think I think two things. I think one, <clears throat> uh, it goes back to the financial piece, and you have some uh, parents and some players who have a sense of entitlement that because I've played uh, or because I've paid for you know to be on this team, I'm going to automatically you know get playing time. Um, and I don't have to show up to practice, you know. And so you have a lot of that, you know, uh, to where, you know, players are either not showing up because, you know, they're either working, uh, they don't want to, you know, practice. They'd rather be out hanging out with their friends and girlfriends, whatever the case may be. Um, so you have that uh, fact going into it. And then you have uh, a, a group of kids who, there are still a group of kids that truly just want to be better athletes they want to get better they want to be coached and I have several you know uh, within our uh, within our program uh, with Omaha um, ice elite that truly want that and we provide those opportunities for them but it's difficult when not everybody espouses that same mindset in terms of players and parents so um, you know you what you what you have a lot of is um, the the unfinished product on the court um, due to AAU coaches not having everyone at practice versus, you know, high school, you know, there's one, there's more practices throughout the week and, um, you know, there's more of a willingness to do those things. I don't know what the dynamic of it is. I don't know if it is that financial piece I mentioned or not, or if it's something else, but, um, you know, you have a, a huge, disproportionality in terms of uh that being at practice and i speak to a lot of au coaches who kind of deal with the same thing
2: last question for me gheb before we let you go mm-hmm. what do you think we can do to make it better what are a few just a few things you can just that you can can lay out for us that can at least start the transition hopefully to be integrated obviously you're dealing with multiple mindsets right Depending on mm-hmm. how they feel about it, people running the programs, people um, doing the actual AAU tournaments, uh, the way that they run them, what they so there's all those things. Do you think there needs to be a body that really regulates it, uh, an NCAA type of body, not to say the NCAA, but some type of body to really regulate this thing? Or do you think like like what are some things that we could do to really make this better in this space as we go forward? <laughs> Just to start uh, the change, because no, you can't do it overnight. But you got to just start exactly. the change. What do you What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question. And sorry to jump in a little bit early, uh, because I get I got excited by you asking the question. To be quite honest with you, um, <laughs> here's, the, here, here's the thing: is that there is one, and it's the AAU. Like it is an actual governing body. But what happened is that AAU outgrew the AAU. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. um, there was just so much demand, you know, and so much opportunity to be able to do so. Now, I think that there are concessions that need to take place um, from all parties involved, and that's the athletes, it's the parents, you know, it's the coaches, it's the programs, it's the tournament directors, you know, it's the governing body, you know, um, all of those things. Everybody needs to step back and make concessions every kid is not going to get a scholarship you know and at the end of the day not every kid is going to be able to play um, college basketball because the the capacity isn't necessarily there you know I truly believe that I can help a young man or young woman develop into the type of athlete that they want to be but it's not for everyone and that's the first thing that needs to you know be understood so you know If you want to just, you know, partake in it, that's fine. But at the same time, you also have to, you know, have a realistic understanding, which could help temper some of those anxieties and some of the depressions that come. Because here's a whole other segment for you and a potential case study is after the class, uh, starting with the class of 2018, who really, really, you know, was vested in this AAU component of it. What do the young adults now factor into what did they do with their lives if basketball was the only thing that they really lived for, which this a huge, you know, portion of, 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 you know, that young uh, generation, right? So that's a whole nother piece of it right there. But then from the parents, you know, you have concessions that need to be made that, okay, I have to understand, you know, what's realistic for my child, what's realistic for, our family, you know, our budget, because, you know, now you don't make some of those decisions to go to every single one of those tournaments or to even be involved with the team, which is putting a financial burden on your home, you know, because that's a real thing. And I've dealt with that myself, you know, um, which just within our family. So, you know, yeah. those are huge components that go into it from the coach's perspective. Look, we can't. You, we, we have to we have to set up some some boundaries we have to set up some etiquette you know amongst each other um, in yeah. terms of recruiting players you know development of players you know what what is you know because because if I if I take a team to uh down to Kansas City and this team that I have isn't really good and I know that but you know what I promised the parents that I'm gonna go to that but they lose by 60 points every game who's getting anything out of that Yeah. Yeah. It's a disservice. Yeah. And so, you know, the coaches have some responsibility in saying like, hey, look, this is specifically what we're looking for. These are the type of players that we're looking for. Now, if you want to, um, you know, have more of a recreational component just to be involved in exercise and camaraderie and the things that come from it, that's fantastic. But we're not going to go down a place where you're going to lose by a, a, a combined total of, you know, a thousand points <laughs> in, right, in a game, right, You know what I mean? In a like, weekend. We're just not right. going to do that, <laughs> you know? And yeah. then the tournament directors, they they need to temper it back by saying, you know what, I'm not going to expand this tournament. We're going to stick to this format. The first, you know, uh, 50 teams that register for it are going to be the ones that we take as opposed to taking 200 teams, you know, right. and then now right. having to find more venue space, and now having to find more officials, now having to find, you know, yeah. more people to work and things of that nature. So everybody just needs to curtail the expectations, you know, and um, the, the, the demand that's out there. And I think those are the things that will fix the system component of it.
2: Listen, he is Greg Hepburn, father to one of the better ones to come out of Bellevue West to do it. Uh, Chucky Hepburn now there at Wisconsin. And Trey Hepburn, who has also had an illustrious career himself, um, has been a coach. Yo, Greg, man, thank you for joining us on the block to talk about this. System error, parents going wild. Uh, You know we're going to have you back, man. So we just love your input and the way that you uh, are able to lay it out and help it and make it simple and plain for us and our listeners here on the block. Um, 93.7, the ticket. We're going to continue on, but we're going to let Greg go. Greg, thank you once again for joining us on the block.
0: Indeed. Enjoy your day, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys having me.
2: Absolutely. Bach, great stuff, bro. You know, listen, I mean, it's just the start of the conversation. I mean, there's so much more that, you know, we could have delved into. Like, I want to have other people, like, I would love to have the trail right. sale from the girl's side, who is, uh, you know, uh, you know, get a perspective on how it works on their side of the, the spectrum as well. Are um, they're seeing some of the same things? I mean, you're seeing some 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 ladies being uh, dealt with assault. Uh, parents are telling the kids to hit them back if they get set a pick on real crazy. And then you go and, you know, stuff is happening on the court like that on the girl's side of things. So it's it it's it's kind of crazy on that side as well. And 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 again, do we see this in other things? Do we see this at seven and seven in football? You know that that's intense. A lot of call, a lot of talking, a lot of banter going on, sitting up there in the in the stands as well. And I think they just need to figure out a way, maybe to put the parents in different places because sometimes if they're sitting next to each other, they're getting side to side banter. Kill him, and then um, they're going, and then it starts up, and it starts there, and it, it becomes a
1: melee. So there's a lot to it, man. Yeah, just just a lot of pride on the line, obviously, playing, um, you know, and, and feeling like it's just that that environment that that, that, that Greg was kind of talking about is, um, you know, guys feel like they're all playing for um, their – you know, for scholarships and, and to one-up each other and, and to be better. So it's a very competitive environment. I also wonder, and I hope – and I, I, I don't think this is necessarily the case, but sometimes it does happen where, you know, we have seen these viral videos over the last couple of weeks, and you hope that those are – um are limited to to those videos obviously there's always you know going to be scrums and fights and and and, and stuff that kind of go on uh, in athletic competition but hopefully kept to a minimum um but you know i i also know that at times um, things can get overblown if we just see a few videos and maybe those are isolated incidents but um it it, it is i mean it gets scary when you see the, the adults in the room the refs and the coaches fighting each other um and what is yeah. what, you know what does that leave the crowd to do when other adults are fighting and their kids are there and the kids are amped up and they 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 want to protect their coach and you know it just it can lead to a very toxic situation um and you know it it just it, it needs to be avoided but it, it it's fascinating to see you know, the AAU system evolve and, and, and grow and and kind of be what it is. Um, from your playing days, do you remember what, I mean, how do you get involved in AAU? Or do you kind of have to be a, at a certain level and then, um, you know, kind of reach out or are you recruited to AAU or how does that work?
2: Um, well, obviously it was different. Like we had one where we had a Nebraska team. So it was called the, it was the Valentinos, Nebraska all-star team. And, Everybody tried out, and, and you you were going to go to one specific tournament. It was going to be in Vegas, and that was every year. It was just one one tournament. Okay. And um, so we didn't have a circuit. We didn't have like they do where they're playing in Minnesota and Kansas City and then over into Iowa. We we just knew that when, once a year we're going to go, we're, that was going to put us in front of all the dang coaches that you want to get in front of the most success, the more, more success you had, the more you got to play in front of the better of the coaches, which would expand your recruitability. So, yeah, I mean, that's, it was a little, it was way different uh, in my time than it was, than it is now. I I also think uh, Jake is the, 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 what I worry about is the kids watching, right? It's already to a point for me where there's such a, such a lack of, of like like Greg was talking about discipline, a lack of um, a lack of respect for authority, you know. Because on the court, regardless of how good or how bad they are, the referee is the judge, the juror uh, on the court, yeah. whether they're good or bad. I mean, you have to learn to operate within the system of however it is that they happen to be you hope that you're able to land good referees you identify them and maybe you can even talk to the, the people and say hey I would like to have this core referees in my championship game or in my this that you know you can maybe have those discussions but um and, you know if you perform well but what the kids watching the parents acting a fool sometimes that's what I worry about because those kids go back to school. They have to deal with teachers, which is the authority of figure in the room, which they're whatever in the school in the system. There sometimes become errors there. I mean, you're seeing so much aspects of that in the school systems and with, with the police sometimes um, with in jobs. I mean, I, I'm seeing people getting fired just because, you know, yeah, sometimes you got a good boss and sometimes you don't. That don't mean you can, say, do and act and show up however and whatever way you want to. You just got to figure it out how to navigate those spaces. And I'm, not, I'm not judging. I'm not saying that everybody, you know, has to fall into a specific line. But I think it does kind of play a part all the way down uh, to the system errors, the system errors that that happen within that space.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, and again, when he, when when the kids are, are are watching the adults in the room act poorly, um, and, yeah. and in the stands, I mean, that that's sending the wrong message. Also, Sway's kind of uh, hit us up on the text line and said, uh, you know, thanks for having the conversation. Also mentioned, um, you know, because when he's at these sort of events or you know when he's doing, he says he does, uh, PA announcing and and and, and stuff like that. And he said the security that is there is usually. You know, older folks in mm-hmm. yellow shirts. I really can't really do a whole lot either way. So it's. Right. Um, even if something did start popping off at these events, I mean, you've got. A lot of, lot of rather fit individuals, and uh, and mm-hmm. and then and in full grown, you know, person strength. So um, it's it it, it it like you said. There is so many different avenues and different tracks to go down um, to kind of fix this. But um, just the respect and maturity, because you you hate to see as a fan of basketball, you just hate to see those videos, right? You hate to see those things go viral because you don't want. That to be confused with like what basketball culture is. I mean, and if it it, it it blows up from there, um, and you know continues to go down the wrong path, then maybe it is. And you kind of have to think about, you know, at the NBA when we talk about eyes on on the on those guys, um, you know, the showmanship. Maybe there there needs to be less showmanship because that kind of gets people, you know, gets people feeling the wrong way. Um, so maybe they tr- need to try to work on that um, at the highest level. But uh, I, I don't see it as, as as too much of a problem. Um, obviously, <laughs> after the mouse of the palace, there was a lot of things done and, um, and, and d- tried to go in the, the direct, you know, the correct way there. Uh, I don't think that you're at that level in the NBA, but you always... You know, you always kind of think about those those kids looking up to to what they ultimately want to get to and what to dream to be, and uh, and and you wonder there too. I mean, because we, we it's it's it, it's courtside. I mean, there's, there's fans close to the court. We've seen it. Um, You know, whether it's yelling at each other, I mean, Nikola Jokic, or or, 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 excuse me, uh, the Portland uh, Trailblazers uh, center just got in trouble for throwing a guy's phone um, who was talking trash to him about his his parents or something. I mean, it's, uh, you know, so it's kind of weird as basketball, um, you know, I I think it's a privilege to sit that close, to sit courtside and not necessarily a right as some people like to feel, you know, they got the money, they paid for it, they can say whatever they want. Um, there's still other people, other human beings that will react, um, and you know you're you're not you're not special and you're not protected just because you're sitting courtside.
2: Absolutely, and 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 that's that's just what it's going to come down to. It's something's going to have to be done, whether it's and 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 he did say something that I, I didn't want to get just passed over as well is that there, the A A U as a whole outgrew the body. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to what's happening right now in the NCAA, right? Yeah, That's the thing. You can see it either trickling down or you can find it crossing all paths where they either outgrow or the system is not ready for the expansion of it. And so you're starting to see um, there needs to be a demand put on or some type of regulation that is put in place to kind of help alleviate some of these errors and problems. Maybe there needs to be some coaching, uh, some training and getting, you know, some conferences to help people to understand what's going on in these spaces. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I just want to start the conversation. Sutter Hattie text line is always open 402-464-5685. We're on the block, Eric Strickland and Jake Bachman. We have to take a break. We'll be back right after this message.